Hello good people, my name is Vince W. Matthews, content creator, Christian, and just a black man living in America. Let's jump right into it. Today we're going to be talking about the feeling of unfulfillment. The feeling of unfulfillment, yeah. Sometimes we are overlooked simply because not what we say but how we say it. And sometimes we don't. We are overlooked because we don't open our mouths. There's an old adage that says, closed mouths don't get fed. I like to say this along with that. Closed minds don't get fed. Man, we have some leaders in America that their minds are so tight that you need a stick of dynamite to blow away their preconceived notions, biases, and prejudices. Because this is the thing. We can change policies all day, every day. But if you do not change the hearts of those who are in authority and in power to change those policies, we are at a huge disservice to ourselves. Let's be honest and let's be clear. And I'll say this and I'll say this until the day I die. It is the job of white people to fix racism because look at it. If it was up to black people, we would have fixed racism a long time ago. We have tried to fix it and we are tired. We're not tired of fighting, but we're tired of fighting when nobody's trying to hear what we have to say. Man, this has been happening for so long. Many people would probably say, man, I just don't know what to say. I'm tired and I don't know what to say. But please say something. And and for those out there who don't, like really just feel like they don't know what to say whether you're uh, a white person or just a, a black person and you're just frustrated and tired you're like i'm not gonna say nothing i don't know what to say this is what this is my advice to you if you really just don't know what to say please go and amplify the voices of those who do know what to say it's crazy i was reading and i read this by actor george clooney he said racism is our pandemic and in 400 years, we've yet to find a vaccine. Wow. I'm going to read it again. This is by George Clooney. Racism is our pandemic. And in 400 years, we've yet to find a vaccine. <laughs> That's crazy. And it's so true and so profound. Listen to this. If anyone boasts, I love God. And goes right on hating his brother or sister, thinking nothing of it. He is a liar. If he won't love the person he can see, how can he love the God he can't see? The command we have from Christ is blunt. Love God. Loving God includes loving people. You've got to love both. First John 4, 20, 20 through 21. This is the message translations. So I remember I was a, I had moved and um, to this other school. I switched, uh, switched schools, trans, transferred schools, and I was a part of the basketball team. Right. And there was this guy who was on the team. He was my bandmate, actually. And he started in front of me. So I came off the bench. <laughs> but my coach knew that I was better than him. I knew that I was better than him. He knew that I was better than him. 
But because I didn't open my mouth, I did not take that starting position. So my point is, for those who are not saying anything, those who are standing on the sidelines, that's exactly what will happen for you for the rest of your life if you don't open your mouth. Like I said, and I started with the program, started at the beginning, it says closed mouths don't get fed. Closed minds don't get fed as well. So for those of us who, who are not saying anything, you're not getting fed. And for those who are not wanting to listen and not opening their minds to be fed, you're not getting fed as well. So I never said anything to the coach and I never really started, which I should have been. And I think I even played more time, like I had more playing time than him, but I didn't start because I didn't open my mouth. Way better talent wise on the basketball court than this guy. But because I didn't say anything, I stayed on the sidelines. So I seen a post that said, I grew up in a town that they'll praise you on the football field. They'll praise you on the basketball court, but won't let you date their daughter. <laughs> That's so true. I've seen it in my hometown. I've seen it in cities, especially in this area of Southeast Texas, that they're they're cheering for you. Go Tigers or go Lions, whatever your mascot is. And they're cheering for you and they're they're hugging on you and they're giving you high fives. And man, you're amazing. But then when you come off the field or you come off the uh, the court, when you come from not being an athlete, but just a person or especially a black man, a black boy, a black person, then there's a difference. You're not seen as an individual. You're seen actually as a color. And it's crazy that the very person, the very persons that you're cheering for and that you're rooting for is the same person that you're showing racism toward. And and you're saying that now you can't date my daughter and that sometimes they don't even say it straight up to your face. They just <laughs> say certain things or look at you a certain way and say words like not that kind, uh, not your kind and all these different things like that. So let me take let me read this. I don't think I'm going to read the whole thing. This is a post from a friend of mine and I'm going to read it. He said, man, I can't even get on social media. He's, he's white. OK, um, we used to go to church together. Man, I can't even get on social media for all the division. I personally believe that the devil is dividing everyone. This isn't a political. This isn't a political fight. So get off the president. Strike one. This isn't a racial fight. So get off of that, too. Strike two. This is a fight in the spirit. Yeah, it is. But that's not all it is. OK, let me keep reading. I'm seeing people say things that are absolutely not Christ like because someone else has a different opinion. Yes. What happened to George Floyd was terrible and should never happen to anyone. Yes. Racism is wrong and needs to stop. By the way, racism will not stop because of a president or a protest or a riot. Strike three. If you as a white person saying something about the riots are saying something about racism, saying something about the president. You've lost us. And I me and my friend were kind of going back and forth 
in message and under his post. There's a lot of stuff that he said, but that was just the beginning of all of what he said and a lot of things he said in his post. It wasn't his heart. It wasn't the heart behind it, but it was basically the insensitive, the uh, I can't even use I can't even say it in the word. Him being insensitive of using certain words. He came back and apologized. Same thing with Drew Brees. I'm so sick and tired of people saying things and then coming behind it. I'm so sick of white people coming and saying certain things and then right behind it, it was racist, it was insensitive when you said it. You should have checked yourself. And I said this to him. I said, Hey man, you need to check yourself before you wreck yourself. He was so, uh, like, didn't know exactly what I was talking about. He said, are you threatening me? I was like, listen, homie, check yourself before you wreck yourself. Is a quote from an Ice Cube song, today it was a good day. I was like, man, you really are not cultural at all. But he said he grew up in the hood and around black people, which doesn't mean anything. Because... Just because you grew up in that environment doesn't mean that you are socially aware of the culture that you are a part of. Now, you would think because you're a part of that culture that you would really get some sense of understanding what we deal with and as black people and all these different things. But I guess not because. He said people have a right to stand against racism and peacefully protest, but they have also have a right to be upset when people violently destroy their businesses, business and property and even kill people. This is the thing. He's going on and on about all of these different things. And somebody posted underneath him what he said. They said it's so easy for us to dismiss the trauma of a community we never understand. We could never understand. Have you ever been the mother that has to lose her whole mind to get the kids to put their shoes on and get in the car? This is what we call the tipping point. Everyone was pissed at Colin Kaepernick for taking the knee, but no one listened. Maybe if someone would have listened, we would have avoided this whole mess. Now, this woman is white that is posting this and my friend, <laughs> my <laughs> po thing, not sure what you're saying. This is what he said. But if it is implying that I'm dismissing the trauma of someone dying or dismissing people's feelings, then you need to go read my post again. You obviously didn't see the message. Hmm. It's not blacks versus whites, y'all. It's blacks versus racism. Please don't confuse the two. My friend mean well when he said it. But I told him, I said, man, it's not what you it's your wording of what you were trying to relate a message because the message got warded and it got just thrown away because of you saying things about the the rioting and all these different things like that. And then he started, you know, just kind of talking to me. He said, I don't know if you, you know you're threatening me and all this. I said, man, he said. I hear you and all of this thing. I said, please read what I wrote. I said, you clearly didn't read it. Any comment about protesting, looting, rioting, or it's not about race. You have lost us and we are 
on defense even more. I said 400 plus years of oppression. We have serious PTSD and any little thing can trigger our rage of being black in America. Just don't comment back about anything that what I can uh, other than what I can do to help. That's what most people. That's why a lot of white people, they really kind of just mess up because they're always saying you shouldn't do this. You shouldn't write. You shouldn't say this. You shouldn't do that. No, your first response should be, what can I do to help? That's that's what that's what you should be saying. What can I do to help? I'm sorry. I don't understand, but I want to know what can I do to help? Don't go on talking about the riots and all this stuff. You know, MLK said this, and I want to say it again. I said it before, I'm going to say it again. Dr. Martin Luther King said riots and all these different things are they are the the voices of the of the unheard they are basically how we are speaking they they are for the voiceless and those who are not being heard that's what riots and stuff come from and i said telling us what we should and shouldn't be done is just like sitting under our slave masters i'm saying all of this to let you know how how it is as black people specifically black men think and feel I said questions should be asked before coming and and y'all can't get mad for us how we feel. And then he said, let's talk. I should have hit him up. This was like 12 that morning. I was like, man, no, I am not about to call you right now. I said, be respectful. I'm going to bed. I'll talk to you another time. I don't have to talk to you when you want me to talk to you. I can talk to you whenever I want to talk to you. And ain't nothing you can do about it. And if you get mad and feel some type of way, then oh, well. I will call you or I will text you whenever I feel like it. And guess what? If I don't ever call you or text you, it's not that I don't love you. It's just that I'm dealing with some stuff right now. And the stuff that I'm dealing with, you should be able to look at on the news on, on social media and see what's going on all over. Not just America in the world. They have even, even in other countries that they are protesting. Now, these are peaceful protests. And this is what I love. I haven't seen any violent protests yet. Don't want to see them anyway. So you missed me with that, homeboy. You really did. I still love you. I promise you, you're still my brother. But the fact of the matter is, watch your words. My pastor preached a message in Bible study on the other day. It says, watch your mouth. That's what you need to do. The Rock had a saying back in the day in in the uh, Attitude Era. He said, "Shut your mouth and know your role. Know your role and shut your mouth." And I think that's a very uh, fitting saying in this age right now. And what's going on in the world? You know, they used to always say, "If you can't say nothing nice, don't say nothing at all." Know your role and shut your mouth. Your role is to peacefully protest with us. Stand by your your black brothers and sisters. But don't go out of here and say something. If you don't know what to say, just empower those who know what to say and that has something going on that can peacefully protest or send out a message. That's what you can do. Shut your mouth and know your role. Know your role and shut your heart, whichever way you want to say it. Whichever way you want to say it. You can say it like that. Straight up. Now, I ain't going to be long today. So I was watching this documentary. I'm pretty sure you've heard it before. Called What the Health. What the Health. Uh, it changed my eating habits. I really, it really did. I want to read a, a quote from the movie. Um, 
from what the hell from Dr. Milton Mills. Now, this is referring to eating and how we consume food and business in America. And but I'm going to read it and I'm going to break it down and how this applies to today and what's going on. Dr. Milton Mills, he said here in America, here in America, medicine, we operate from the disease model. We are in the business of treating sick. We are in the business of treating sick people. We are not in the business of trying to prevent people from becoming sick. Hmm. Wow. We are in the business of treating sick people. We are not in the business of trying to prevent people from becoming sick. So our whole system is set up to treat the sick. In other words, we know they're going to get sit a, a sick. We have the system set up for people to get sick and we want to just prevent them. Uh, we want to just treat them when they get sick. We know they're going to get sick because the food and all the stuff that's going on and how we process food and all these different things like that is not healthy. We know they're going to get sick. So we're just going to treat them, but not heal them. I think in America, that's what's going on. We do not have a system set up to prevent people from becoming sick, to prevent people from becoming angry, to prevent people from rioting, to prevent people from uh, racism. They don't we don't have a system to prevent. We don't, don't we don't have a preventative system. But what we have is a system that treats but not heals. We know how to put a Band-Aid on something, but we don't know how to properly go in there and do surgery. So that way the sickness never comes back, that the disease never comes back because we have a huge disease here in America called, you guessed it, folks, racism. And for those who think that racism does not exist, look at your phone, look at the news. And I hate this when people are trying to change the narrative like they had George Floyd and said that he died from um, coronavirus. Man, get out of here with that. That dude was murdered. Even if he did have coronavirus in his system, he didn't die from coronavirus because you know why? Because he was murdered of the hands of a racist white cop. I did say it. I sure did. It's my podcast. I can say whatever I want to. Freedom of speech. Let's do it. Uh-huh. I said it. Yeah, I said it. I'll say it again. But I don't even want to say it again. He did that, and he was not remorseful for it. Quit tr quit saying stuff and then having a nice little pretty puffed-up apology. Just don't say it at all. One thing I love about being black, because it is a privilege of being black, when you say something or do something that's wrong, we're going to call you out for it. I don't care what you do, what you say, who you are, if you're a leader, pastor, whatever. Doesn't matter what position you hold. We don't care if you 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 are a mama. When you are wrong, we're going to call you out and we're going to make fun of you. Oh, it's it's plenty of memes going on around about people saying things. Now, it's a very serious time. I mean, they have protests going on right now as we speak. But the fact of the matter is, is that I will lift my voice. I will lift my voice as long as I got a voice. I'm going to talk. 
I'm going to run my big country mouth and I'm going to say whatever I need to say. So that way we can have equality, man. We can have justice. I'm a black man living in America. My views and and how I go about my daily grind is different from those who are not black. Plain and simple. You as a white person have privilege. You do. Let me let me tell you something. There was there was a there was a um there was a um there was a thing that that someone told me. Matter of fact, it was a girl I was dating. It was a girl I was dating years ago, and she told me this. She said, "You love me too much." I said, "What? This girl is absolutely crazy." She said, "You love me too much." And years after, you know, we broke up and everything like that, I understood what she was saying. She was saying, you love me so much that you would drop everything that you're doing. You would disregard the care of yourself to come see about me. Now, there's one thing to serve and love somebody and care, but not at the expense of your own health, not at the expense of your own well-being. Not at the expense of your own success, not at the expense of doing what you need to do to put yourself in a position to be successful and on the path for greatness. Now, that's a problem. I think some of us are addicted to trying to save and help people. But as you grow, as you're on this path of success, as you mature and as you go on through life, Everybody can't go with you. Everybody won't go with you. Even those you want to go with you, some people going to just say no. And you need to let them go. She said, you love me too much. You love me so much, sir, that you're always smothering me, asking me, am I okay when you're over there sick and dying? Hmm. You love me too much. I think us as black people, we're so we're the most forgiving people in this world. We have been oppressed for over 400 for over 400 years. And I'm not saying we should go out there and just hate white people. I'm not saying that because my big shout out to all my white brothers and sisters out there that are really out there in the trenches with us and that are really trying to bring change to the world. I love you. And for those of you who are my friends and real close to you, close to me, and that really have reached out to me or I've reached out to you. We've had conversation. Thank you. I love you. Keep on the grind. Don't give up on us. Stand beside us and let's do this because we need you. The song says, I need you. You need me. We're all a part of God's body. Stand with me. Agree with me. We're all a part of God's body. It, it, his, it is his will that every need is supplied. The next part says you are important to me. I need you to survive. That song is by Bishop Hezekiah Walker. And I need just a very fitting song in today's world. So another 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 time I'm going to say it again. My brothers and sisters, my white brothers and sisters out there who are fighting a good fight of faith, standing beside us and, and really just in the trenches with us. I love you. Keep it up and thank you. So I love you too much is what she said. And I think sometimes us as people in general, but specifically us as black people, we love people so much that we disregard what we need to do. 
to move forward as black people because we're too busy attending to the cares of others who really don't even have the best interest in heart for us. And we spend all this time, energy, money, and years of trying to move up the ladder and all this stuff on jobs when these people don't care nothing about us. So I'll say this. I told you it was going to be short today. I'm done. I'm exhausted and I'm tired physically, emotionally, spiritually. I'm just tired. I really am. I just want to say... I thank God for being God And I thank everybody out there Who is really out there Boots on the ground Fighting And standing up Because everybody across the world All over the world is saying We are tired And I'm going to end this I'm going to say it again I'm going to keep saying it Remember Stay hungry Stay humble Stay safe And remember Black Lives Matter. Until next time, Vince W. Matthews, Closet Rants. Let's go.